I love the game of volleyball more than most things. So much that I put my daughter's college and high school games on my calendar before I schedule anything else. But what I didn't realize until recently was how much the mindset I developed as a college volleyball player impacted how quickly I grew my photography business. Even if you hate sports, today I'm going to share three tips to help you develop that athlete mindset so you can get your photography business on the growth fast track. I truly believe that if you can master these, you will see dramatic growth in your photography business. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Now you may know I played volleyball in college. It was at Memphis State, which is now the University of Memphis, go Tigers. And while I knew the day would come that it would be over, it was still a sad day for me. Now, years later with my two daughters playing competitive volleyball, one who has just finished a magical undefeated high school senior season and one who is enjoying her sophomore year in college, but it's brought me back to the sport that I love so much. And all right, as a parent, I might be one of those crazy fans, but seriously, someone has to keep the officials on their toes. Am I right? I think so. Anyway, the thing I love most about team sports is that games are full of great plays, but also mistakes and missed opportunities. Look, you're failing in front of your friends, your family, and fans often. You miss the ball. You hit the ball out. You serve into the net. I think that sports is the best prep for life as an entrepreneur because if you want to be a successful small business owner, you're going to fail and it's going to be public (laughs) a lot. Just like in volleyball, if you're going to run your business at that top level, meaning you're charging what you're worth, you're serving at a high level so you can put your family first, you have to develop a mindset to get you through those failures. So here are three tips that I've picked up along the way, and I hope they can help you develop this athlete's mindset so you can grow your photography business when times get tough because they're going to. Number one, better the ball. I was an outside hitter in volleyball and my job was as a hitter, yes, to kill the ball whenever I could, which is every hitter's favorite part, but I was the outlet for any bad passes. So if you're not familiar with volleyball, one team serves, the other team passes, sets, and hits is the goal. But with a bad pass, often the setter just 
throws the ball outside to my position and I was needing to do something with it. So I I loved it because I got a lot of sets, but I never complained because if you're going to get a lot of sets, they're not always going to be perfect sets, right? And that's kind of the same thing with business. You want a lot of business, but the more business you have, sometimes it's not going to be the perfect set or the perfect client or the perfect situation. And look, I get it. Being a setter is a hard job because they don't always get great passes and their job is to get it to a hitter so the hitter can score. And what's fascinating too is as you play better teams, they're serving harder, right? So the passes aren't always great. And I remember our coach telling us something that has stuck with me to this day. It not only changed how I played volleyball and how everyone around me played volleyball, but it's changed how I run my business. What he said was to better the ball. He would tell the setter, look, if you don't get a great pass, your job is to do whatever you can to make it better for the hitter. Hitters, if you don't get the perfect set, better the ball by putting it somewhere that makes the other team have to work for it. Don't just roll it over to the middle of the court and so they slam it down our throats. That's the mentality I want you to have in your business too because you're playing life at a higher level. You've signed up to do hard things. You have decided that you want to build an amazing life, which means more bad passes are coming your way. You're going to get your kids sent home to you from school over and over again when you have clients coming. Your tech is going to break. No matter what it is, the day that is delivered to you from no doing of your own is just going to stink some days, right? It just is. But this is what happens when you go for a bigger life. So if you take that mentality that you're going to better the ball, in other words, better your day no matter what comes at you, it's going to start helping you more and more every single day. Think about it this way. How can you take what comes at you and instead of taking time to complain about it or just stop playing your game that day altogether and realize, hey, I'm playing at a higher level. I want to be a division one setter or a pro setter or whatever it is. And I know that I'm not going to get great passes, but I've got to set the ball to my hitter if we're going to win the game, right? So when everything else is broken, you've got the mindset that, hey, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it better. So I'm going to work hard to set up tomorrow's client for a great session. If your tech is broken, don't melt down. Go find a substitute. Borrow a laptop. Use an iPad. Plug into someone's TV. Have them come to you. The more you can take what is given to you and make it better, it's going to help you become a better setter, right? You're going to be the one who doesn't just schlup the ball in the air and hope someone hits it and you get through the day. No, you're developing the ability to keep going when these junky, junky passes come at you and you've got to do something with them. If you just take the mentality of better the ball, you can handle anything that comes at you because you're prepared. You don't expect every single day to be perfect because the bigger your business grows and the harder you're pushing to really play at that high level, it's only going to serve you. Number two, do something else. 
My calculus teacher in college was hilarious. He talked really fast and he had a Southern accent. And let me tell you what, calculus is hard enough, but when you have a fast talking, funny professor, it makes it very interesting. But he would say, if you don't know how to do this problem, what are you going to do? You're going to be like Nike and you're just going to just do it. He would say, just D-I, just do it. And if that doesn't work, what do you do? And we're all hanging on the edge of our seat because we're all thinking, yeah, that's not going to work. So what's our other option? He said, you DSE, you do something else. You do something else. And we joked about it on our team because of his adorable accent and how it was such a great solution, right? DSE, we would say that, DSE, right? So no matter how good of a player anyone is in a sport, there are days when it's just not working. I know as a hitter, there would be days where every ball I was set, I would hit out, I would hit in the net, I would whiff at it or whatever, even in college, <laughs> right? Even pros do that. So it doesn't matter who you are as a player, you're going to have bad days. And what I loved about our coach is he knew that, right? And you can't just roll over and not get sets if you're the player in the game and it's an important game and you're having a bad day. So you have to figure out how to DSE, do something else to help the team. And in our case in business, to help your business. In volleyball, he would say, look, bring energy to the team and cheer for a teammate. Go hustle and chase down a stray ball and splatter and dive yourself all over the floor. Go back and make a killer serve. Do something because what it's going to do, for one, it's going to help everyone around you to play better, but also it's probably going to get you out of your funk. So by the time you get back to the front row, you're going to go get a set and you're going to go kill it or at least keep it in play, right? Moping around isn't going to help others around you. And I try to apply that in my business. Guys, for me too, some days nothing is going right. Everything I do, I feel like I'm failing at from a phone call or whatever it is. Maybe you talked to three people on the phone who blatantly rejected you, laughed at you, told you your business model isn't going to work. And you know, even if they weren't right fit clients, it can still make you feel frustrated and want to call it quits on the game, but you have a full day ahead and a full week ahead. Then sometimes you withdraw and again, a day turns into a week, a week turns into a month. And then you're starting to question, should I even do this as photographer, you know, try to run my photography business, or maybe I should go, I don't know, sell essential oils. No, don't let that essential oil conversation come into your head. Instead, DSE, do something else. Go find a, a business partner and write them a loving note of joy, telling them how you came into their business and had a great experience. Go put on some loud music and retouch a client's order and get it sent to the lab. Go send a referral to a business partner that you've been working with. Help a friend get a job. DSE. This is not only going to put joy into the world, it's going to distract you from the three disappointing phone calls that you just had, and it's going to get your head back in the game. Because if you want to perform at a high level, there's no time to sit around and listen to those negative voices in your head. Write it down, DSE. And number three, give yourself three seconds to grieve. I know, grieve sounds like such a harsh word, doesn't it? Or maybe it's mourn. Grieve or mourn that mistake that you made. 
I actually got this concept in a book by an author named Dr. Greg Dale, and he's a sports psychologist at Duke University, and he works with these college athletes, but I know he speaks around the country, and I Googled him. You can hear him speak. If you ever get the chance to hear him, he's fantastic. But he said in one of his books, he has many, give yourself three seconds in the game to sort of grieve or mourn that thing that happened, and then you have to move on. Have you ever seen an athlete at any level, whether it's kindergarten up through the pros, make a mistake, get in his or her head, and just keep going in a downward spiral? Yeah, we all have. And I think in volleyball especially, That is why in a set to 25, right, it takes 25 points to win and you have to win by two, one team can be up 24 to seven and lose 26 to 24. The other team makes mistakes and they can't let go of it. So they keep making more mistakes, dumb mistakes and good teams. It happens all the time. Good teams lose, good players play poorly, and I believe that the really good players and the really good teams don't just work on skills, but they work on strategies and tactics like this to help them get through when they make a mistake, because you're going to make a mistake. During a volleyball game, this mourning and grieving process might look like Oh my gosh, Sarah, I can't believe you just served two balls in a row out of bounds. Grr. Deep breath. All right, Sarah, everyone makes mistakes, but it's more important for you to focus on the future. So let this go. And the conversation we're going to have now is, Sarah, you're going to go receive this serve because they're serving at us. You're going to go make a perfect pass to help your team out. Bring it on. Bring that serve to me. I've got this. I'm making a perfect pass. Do you see the difference there? Instead of as the whistle blows and that other team throws the ball up to serve and you're going, how could you do that? The fans are watching. Your teammates are mad at you. Oh my gosh, you just worked on this in practice. And then boom, you shank a ball, (laughs) right? We have to give ourselves a second to acknowledge, all right, I'm mad at myself for doing that. And I know I can do better. And we let it go. We have to let it go. Same thing in business. We have to put a short timeline on how long, we have to put a short timeline on how long we let ourselves grieve and mourn the mistakes that bother us. And whether they're mistakes or they're failures or they're unexpected lessons we're learning as we go, we have to let them go, grieve them, acknowledge them, realize, oh, I just completely bombed that phone call. I didn't follow the process Sarah taught me. I know better than this. I feel like such a jerk, but you know what? It's not going to serve me to stay stuck because what happens is we spin out of control. And one day, turns into two days, that turns into a week. And the next thing we know, we've lost a a month, right? And we're in Stucksville. I have days just like this too, guys. I bomb talking to potential partners. I've lost clients on the phone because I said the wrong thing. I've screwed up orders and then not handled it properly, right? So I can stay stuck in that or I can take a minute to say, oh, Sarah, what did you do? What was wrong about it? What are you going to do next time? And then I'm going to immediately switch my attention to doing something productive. I totally get it, guys. It is frustrating to fail, especially in public. 
It's terrible when someone tells you your business isn't viable or when you make a mistake on their order or you bomb a conversation with a prospect in front of a whole table of people. Or you plan an event with partners and no one books and you're freaked out that your partners are going to be upset with you and you're, you're upset, right? Understandably so. But here's the thing. You can train yourself to recover from mistakes and negative self-talk. You really can. And if you can do it more quickly, it will help you stay in the game. It will help you keep momentum, be more productive and so much happier, my mom always said, we've got to learn to laugh at ourselves." And I know when we make a mistake, that's not when we want to laugh. It's not funny, but also everybody makes mistakes. And I hope that these three tools that I've given you will give you something to do instead of sitting there and feeling bad about what went wrong. Why do we love sports so much when literally we're watching failure after failure after failure? Because those failures make the home run so much more rewarding. It makes going 18-0 in your senior year volleyball season during a pandemic thrilling. And it makes pleasing a client and getting a giant order in your photography business so you can take the afternoon to be off with your kiddos priceless. Look, no matter what you're going through right now, it's a season. It's going to pass. So I want you to know that if you remember by developing an athlete's mindset to better whatever comes at you, you're ready to do whatever you need to do to one, better the ball, two, when you stop and get into rut, DSE, right? Do something else. And then three, give yourself three seconds to grieve your mistake and then move on. You will continue to grow your photography business by leaps and bounds instead of getting stuck and doubting yourself. Being successful with your photography business is about so much more than being a good photographer. It's about learning how to manage the ups and downs, which is the part of the game I love. I want you to know I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. And the fact that you're still here shows me that you can do this. Okay, you can do this. So keep going. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing, and it really can be heart-pounding and nerve-wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60-day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough, where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you. 